Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest on the phone. We are sitting in our office in Toronto. These guys are somewhere in the Golden Horseshoe. Where do you guys live? Like Hamilton, Stony Creek? What's going on there? I'm in, I'm, I'm in Hamilton, and uh, Ryan is in Oakville, but I'm I'm actually looking out at the shores of Lake Huron right now. Oh, right on. I'm very, on. very jealous oh, as I, I sit in the same four walls that I see jealous. every <laughs> single day, but good for you. Well, hey everyone, it's Amanda. We've got repeat guests. We've got Ryan and Nick who are co-founders, what was formerly Soap Vault, as some of you might still know it as, and now uh, Notero. Mark and I argued Not for Notero, a couple apparently. of weeks about the pronunciation of the new name. It is Notero. I was Go, Ryan and Nick. I was even ready to go fisticuffs on that. I'm like, no, it's Notaro. I like when I win. You guys should see my smile right now, ear to ear. I, I like being right. Thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. All right, for anyone who, it's, you know what, it's okay. We've we've called uh, we've we've called clients. They've called us all different things. I've called us soap fault a few times by accident, still too. So, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? Don't you like last time I talked to you guys? Even with your surname, Ryan, isn't it sometimes like your you pronounce it a little bit different depending on a different day? At least that's what, that was the rap. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What you too. pronounce your own name differently? I <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I pronounce my last name. Uh, just in English or in Italian, depending you know, on how I feel like saying it that time. Oh, okay, that so. makes sense. Sometimes us white people need help. It's fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so today we've got Ryan and Nick back to talk about uh, the platform, the name change, and some of the new features. But before we do, for anyone who didn't hear the previous episode, which I wasn't included on, so that I'd was like a to long redo time this. Ago, it was that a was, long time ago. That was like ago. season one, so yeah. that was a while ago. Can you guys give us another brief introduction about yourselves, uh, who Whoever wants to go first and sort of how Soap Vault came to be, which is now Notero. I can't stop saying that because I'm just happy I was right about the pronunciation. So, yeah, you guys take it away. Whomever wants to introduce themselves first. Sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll jump into this. This is Nick uh, from Notero and I'll just explain sort of how um, it came about. So I was running a help. I was running a school, help running a school, and we had a public clinic and we had lots of files that we had to go through and shred and it was a it was a nightmare because students would file uh, by first name, by last name, by wherever they felt like putting the files at the end of the day, and so you'd have people come in and you'd be doing multiple charts. And uh, at the time, Ryan was doing our website for us, and he was doing a, our application within the school that happened us run the school. So he he did a uh, customized uh, app or application for us, um, and uh, we were just we got talking one day. And I uh, just said, we'd like to do this, you know, to streamline this and, and make it more digital. And uh, since Ryan was, you know, already involved in the school, uh, he was just a natural. And then from there, we just partnered up and we started out at Soap Vault. And at the time, it was funny because that's all we were going to do was was charting. We didn't we weren't going to worry about calendar. We weren't going to worry about a financial section. And uh, we were basically forced into it by you know, our, our customers and, uh, cause they just keep it, they want this and they want this and they want this, which is a good thing. And it, and it pushed us into, uh, new directions. And so what started out just as a charting software, and that's why we get the name soap vault. Um, and it sort of pigeonholed us into thinking that we're just doing charts and we are really a practice management software. And so we needed a new, we went, we, we need a, a rebranding and a, and a name. And so, um, a lot of the dot coms are taken, so it's so hard 
uh, to find a name. And Notero came actually from Notera, and it's a Swedish word for notes. And it's actually with one R. And so we had to switch the name up a bit, but the derivative uh, came from uh, Sweden, believe it or not. Makes sense to me. We do Swedish massage, Swedish notes. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm. By the way, I will do this all the time. Sorry, you guys have never met me before. I am such a nerd. I'm sorry, Ryan. How about you introduce yourself? I I, uh, I was I was running a, a software development company uh, when I met Nick. Uh, we built some software for the school, and yeah, I mean the other half of the story is that uh, you know it was uh, it was in a client service world, so um, I was more interested in in building a product and and uh when we when Nick and I were talking about this it was actually something that was exciting and um so we you know we just ended up you know starting to build a product like you said we uh you know we started with just soap notes and and thought that that was uh at least at the time that was that was all that was we ever needed to build but uh it's been exciting and you know we we keep adding more things on we keep improving um you know all of our systems and our processes and uh and and the product at the same time. So yeah, and it's uh, you know it's allowed us to expand uh, our team and our skill sets and our um, you know just our our core competencies. And so now we're you know now we're running uh, you know a SaaS product which uh, is used around the world, and it's it's pretty exciting. That is really cool. So this all started just out of need. Uh, we did an interview with another platform a while back, and it was a similar story. We interviewed the founder of Jane App, and it was just she wanted a platform that met what she needed. And that's how Jane was born. And then through feedback, you know, she started adding more stuff on. So for you guys, uh, when people started reaching out to you and asking for more features, was this initially like an exciting thing for you? Like, yeah, let's expand this. Or were you like, no, this is just a a note taking software. Leave us alone. I I think early on, I, I mean, I can't speak for Nick, but for me early on, um, I wasn't, I, it not being from the, from the industry, I was not, uh, really sure, uh, how, how far it would need to spread as far as into scheduling and billing and, and, uh, marketing and other areas of, of running a practice. Um, so I would say at the beginning, I, I was just, you know, I was really, my, my mind was kind of pigeonholed into solving, you know, some very specific problems, but, um, it was very, it was, I mean, it, it didn't take long to become pretty obvious that, you know, you need a you need a system that's able to 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 satisfy horizontally across the clinic, not just specific verticals of it. So, and you're the tech guy, right, Ryan? So this was sort I'm, of I'm on the yeah yeah okay. Nick, what's your experience with technology? Were you able to help him out at all, or were you like the guy with the ideas and this is what we need and go figure it out? No, I have. I, I in fact I joke with the guys because in university. Um, uh, when I was in university, when the earth was cooling, um, I did. I actually took programming at university. I took some courses in BASIC and in Fortran, and they laugh at me. I said, "If you ever need help with BASIC or Fortran, I can I can step right in." So, uh, <laughs> the language that they program is is not neither Fortran nor BASIC. So, um, I did have some experience, um, and I've always been involved in computers. So. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they talk about is still way over my head, but it wasn't like I was completely out in left field when they're, you know, when from the technical aspect of it. So is it, I mean, I assume the company started with just the two of you, right? Because you're co-founders and it was your idea. How far has this expanded? Like how many, how big is your team now? So there's, there's nine on, uh, there's eight on the team, eight or nine right now, right? 
Uh, nine. Nine. So there's nine of us on the team, and so it has expanded out. Um, and in terms of the, the platform itself, uh, from when we were just notes to now where we are now, I don't. we have no idea. I don't, I don't think you have any idea how many lines of code there are, Ryan, but it, in terms of size-wise, I, I, don't, I don't know if you have a percentage on how far we've grown in terms of how big the platform is right now. Mm. Oh, from the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Easily a thousand percent, <laughs> but yeah. no, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot. You know, it's it's, it's definitely come a long ways. There's, there's just you know, I, it's not just even in the features, but you know, the underlying infrastructure and uh, and the software development processes that you need to support more features changes as well. So um, it, it goes beyond just literally what it does, but even just supporting the platform altogether behind the scenes uh, expands a lot with it. So the changes are interesting because again, talking to some people. There are some people who just absolutely can't handle any sort of change, but in this environment, we have to change. And, and COVID forced us to pivot, uh, as you know, forced everyone to pivot. So we had to have an ability to send out screening forms, and we had the ability to document any of the infection prevention that they're doing within the SOAP note and to track all these things. So um, if you're not constantly changing and improving, uh, then you're staying still, and, and uh, that's not how to grow a business. And so some people just have to, most most of the feedback we get is overwhelmingly positive, but some people who just do not like change at all. And and, and in, the, in this industry, I mean, that's all it is, is change. There is never a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not like, oh, once we finish this, we are complete. It's, there's just a, an ever-ending cycle of development um, with this product. See, that's something that any entrepreneur would understand. And I think, you know, people that are resistant to change are not people who have run a business because like you said, there's always something. Mark and I never feel done. You know, it's not like, okay, you know, now this is finished so we can chill a little bit. No, every project that gets finished, every task that gets finished, on to the next one, on to the next one. Where are we going now? What do we have to do? What problems exist? What can we solve? There's always something. So, I mean, I'm it's good that you guys continue to upgrade. And yeah, during COVID, you didn't have an option. People would not be uh, continuing to be customers if they couldn't do their pre-screening and everything, because that's why you use practice management management software. So you don't have to really do anything yourself. You guys have made our lives so much easier. We don't have to do anything. You do it all. Yeah, people were forced into it. And I think that was some of the pushback on some people is that they, were, they felt like they were forced into a digital platform. And they had to choose on what platform that they were comfortable using. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And um, they were forced because pen and paper was was not going to work anymore because it's kind of hard to send out a screening form yeah, exactly. in the mail and then expect to get it back. Um, so there is there's no other way of doing it in terms of the demands that put on you know that are put on the, the practitioners or the therapists. And they're and they're they're kind of a false demand. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, just because you're checking a box doesn't mean you are actually answering the form truthfully. And so I I know it's about protecting yourselves and having documentation, and that's what we provide. And so we provide that platform. But I mean, at the end of the day, it, it really is 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 the form is only as good as the person filling it out, right? And how honest they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, whether it's pen and paper platform, it doesn't matter. Like you said, people are yeah. gonna they're gonna answer how they feel like answering. Depends how bad they want this massage treatments. Yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. There's been a lot of challenges with COVID has prevented 
presented or presented a, a lot of challenges for the industry and for us as well. Yeah, we're able to pivot though fairly quickly um, in, in terms of the platform and allowing them, allowing the therapist to, to track and what they needed to track. Is that the only challenges that you guys were experiencing was just like, okay, we got to, we got to now like face the grindstone and update all this stuff. Or was there, was there anything else going on? Like in terms of like, did your sales drop? Did your sales spike? Like how did COVID, yeah. how did COVID treat you guys? Yeah, it, that was that was also interesting because we made a business decision. Anyone who needed relief, we provided relief for. So, what basically we put their uh, renewals on pause until they were were back to work. So, not everyone required or requested relief. So, anyone who requested relief, we provided relief for them. And nice. so, we just we allowed them to continue to use their account, and we just kept pushing their renewal date until they went back to work. And there's still a few clinics. Um, because we have clinics all around the world. There's still a few clinics that are in that pause. So there was one clinic. There's actually a clinic in um, Ontario that they work out of a, a gym, but the gym's not open yet. Mm. And so they can't be open. And so um, they don't expect to be open until, I think they said September, October. And so you you, you move their renewal bit until they actually, you know, get back to work. And so uh, we just, we made a business decision that that's what we we're going to do. And so there was hundreds and hundreds of clinics that we were, we had in, in a pause state. And um, it was it was it was difficult, but we continue to develop and we continue to keep the guys on and continue to push forward during that. So that was the other challenge. And the other challenge is, is that the governments, the, when I say governments, I don't just mean Ontario government or federal government. I'm talking about governments all over the world. Keep moving the goalposts and what needs to be done mm-hmm. and the documentation. So that's the other challenge yeah. because they keep adding things. Exactly. And um, and and that's the challenge. And, and provincially, it. it because we're in Canada here, provincially, that also um, is it, it, not consistent from province to province or state to state. Oh, yeah, and I so never really thought to, about that for you guys, because you're not just an Ontario platform, you're right. international. So you have to have different constant features update, yeah. and functions based on region. That's, oh, that's a lot of work for you guys. It wasn't even a lot of work for us. I mean, we got a simple online, like, record-keeping course, and I was like, I got to do the updates on this. But then every time I sat down to do the updates, then two days later, something changed. I'm like, yeah. fuck, why did I do that? Let me just yeah. wait. Let me just wait till everything seems to be like kind of settled down. So just recently, for example, the CMTO finally put out a document that says like it was kind of answering all the questions that everyone was asking. So it kind of feels a little bit more final. And I was like, okay, this is the time to like do the updates that I need to do and cross my fingers and hope things don't change drastically. It feels a little more final, but in the document itself, it says well, this you know, will change. <laughs> just, you know, at least it's not changing as rapidly as it was I know, before. I know. Right? Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's absolutely slowed down. Um, but as as they're finding things, so as they're finding things like loss of smell, um, so they, we needed that on the form, and so. But we again, we can we can update the forms fairly quickly, mm-hmm. um, and and then you know ventilation within the room has the air is the airflow in between treatments, all those things, and they just keep coming out with more and more as they find more and more of the disease, and they should. I mean, they should let people know what their the requirements are. It's just that it just keeps changing. And so not not a huge challenge, but it is still a challenge for us. So before we get into sort of, I, I know that you guys have already done this, but just to let people know about everything that the platform can do. But there's always added stuff that's been added on. So yes. Added on a whole and bunch we're, we're going to talk about yeah well, all so. the added stuff and then the COVID stuff. Before we even do that, I just had some questions about the history of the company. Like how long has Soap Vault actually existed? I'm going back to calling it Soap Vault. How long have you guys actually okay. existed? Yeah, like our existence is 2011, but it was like, it was, it, I mean, it, it, you know, the company existed since 2011, but uh, you know, to say that we were like fully focused on it 
Um, you know, like we, Nick and I both had other businesses, but, um, to sit, I would say, what was it? Probably the last three or four years, Nick. Yeah. We have three years. That's been more of a full-time endeavor for us. Well, the reason I asked that actually is because I became a therapist in 2011 and I kind of feel like I always remember Soap Vault existing. Mm. Am I? Oh, okay. So even yeah. though it was it was part time, like I would have been able to be a customer in 2011, right? I would have been able to use this platform, or did that not? It was it not opened up to all RMTs before that? No, you would have. In fact, we still have some customers that uh, that would have signed up right right from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, like, and 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 yeah, there's 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 definitely some out there. And and back in 2011, there weren't as many options. Um, you know, for, for practice management for massage specifically. So, um, there weren't a lot of other, uh, other vendors out there as well. Um, so at the time, anyways, the, you know, we were, we were one of the few that I think even had, uh, you know, web-based, uh, charting and like diagram tagging. Um, at least, at least I wasn't aware of any others at the time. So, well, that's how I feel, and again, why I asked the question is, I feel like some of uh, the stuff you guys do in in my mind, at least, other people can correct me if I'm wrong, but in my mind, at least, you guys were kind of like the first to do some of these things. And I always remember you being one of the first practice management software. Now I feel like there's tons of them out there. There's all of these different options that mm. RMTs have. But, you know, when we were talking off mic before and I said that I'm going to be your customer, and it's because I, I kind of look at you guys as like, the, the first ones, pioneers. you're the pioneers. Like, I feel like if I'm going to sign up for practice management software, why not go with the people who kind of started this whole thing? And I like that one of you was also a therapist. Exactly. That's, that's, that's a big Because <laughs> you understand me. Right? You understand what I need. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, so that helps a lot, too, in, in guiding this platform. Um, so at least I have some industry knowledge and industry standards because my background was, was massage therapy for over 21 years, athletic therapy. And I, I also did quite a bit of work for seven years in, uh, in a DAC and a DAC is, uh, is a designated assessment center. And, and I, I've done quite a few evaluations or assessments for people who've been all involved in motor vehicle accidents. And so there is also an understanding of the insurance aspect. Um, and there's, there's a, a broad understanding of what the industry wants or needs. And that's what we're trying to strive for is to make note taking because I absolutely hated it when I had to do notes because my notes were a lot of, you know, as above type of thing. <laughs> and I actually hated it. So we're trying to solve the problem so the notes can be completed as quickly as possible and as efficiently as possible. And, and the, pro- the end product is when you do a note is to come up with something that looks decent that you could, you know, you could send to a doctor or an insurance company or a lawyer uh, without any embarrassment. And and the, the, the benefit of working at that assessment center is I got to see everyone's notes. I got to see doctors and, and chiropractors and physiotherapists. And guess what? They all stink. All the notes, <laughs> it's all the so notes true. stink. It's I'm so happy true. to hear that because sometimes, I mean, I, I, pretty proud of my note taking like I think I do a pretty good job but every so often I think if a doctor or a physio or a chiro like if one of them had to look through my notes would I be embarrassed would I feel like they're kind of shitty so I, I don't know I, I mean you like might be embarrassed that. period but I mean not you but just in general but you know not no one's any better to be honest with you every clinic that I've worked at every chiro every physio notes I've seen exactly like Nick said they're kind of they're kind of shitty do you know what I mean <laughs> I do have a question though about your hiring process because I imagine maybe it's just me because I've seen your office and I've sat on the I sat on one of the leather couches there. I imagine those those eight or nine people through the hiring process. I this is how I envision it because have you you've of course 
course, you've seen the 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 Facebook movie. What's it called, man? What's that movie called? Social Network. Yeah. So how he decides how he was going to bring people onto his team. That's how I imagine these guys doing it. Everyone's <laughs> sitting around a dark room, right? A lot of booze going on, taking shots and programming. Please tell me that's the hiring process that happens there. I've never met you guys in person, but he's painting a picture. <laughs> If we started this when I was in college, maybe. <laughs> Damn it, I was hoping that that would but just I, be the way it goes. <laughs> no, there was actually a couple of years back, I came over to Ryan's office when I was at the, the school, and I was thirsty, and and, and um, they had stale coffee, and the only thing they had in there was a beer from four years. It was a four-year-old beer. And I, I, I took it because I thought... It's better than nothing right now. So, uh, so that's the only time I've ever seen alcohol at, at the office. Uh, that's the way I pictured it. Jeez, I was so <laughs> wrong on that. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what's going on. So tell us about the features that have uh, that are on the on the platform now. Tell us about some of the changes that uh, you've you've implemented since the last time we spoke. Give our give our listeners a piece of what it's what it's like to use the platforms. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, in the last in the last year, we've probably our, our velocity of development has definitely increased. So we're we're releasing a lot more. Um, we we have almost a release a day um, in in our uh, you know continuous development uh, nice. methodologies that we follow. Um, they're not always newsworthy, but there's you know there's there's often uh, you know often updates. Um, but yeah, like the biggest thing, like in the last couple of years, like especially if if you remember some soap notes. Um, I mean, we we completely revamped our our calendar system. It's it's running on a completely new architecture, and it allows us to develop against it much faster and uh, more efficiently, and it's it's far more scalable. So, um, back in March, um, we actually had COVID literally push our our release date out because we were supposed to release it in March, and everything was scheduled, and we announced it, and then and then COVID hit, and we we had to make a decision. Like we actually ended up holding off on the release of that calendar because so many people were using the calendar to cancel and remove appointments Mm -hmm. or reschedule appointments um, that we didn't want to just, you know, also have them go through a change of a calendar system. So we ended up delaying that. But, but now it's uh, like, if if you check it out now, it's, uh, it's not comparable even to the previous version. So um, yeah, it's just, it's a, you know, it's, it's it's a much, uh, it's much easier interface. There's a lot more um, flexibility built into it. And, uh, and we have a lot more features coming to it. So even uh, uh, tomorrow, we'll actually be releasing the multi-location features. So um, uh, you can actually uh, create all the different locations that your clinic might have, and then be able to, uh, you know, to associate your appointments to those locations. But then later on, we'll expand it out further, so you can filter by locations. And we're going to add things like rooms and classes and other features that uh, that need locations in order to, to function. So the calendar system. Um, is one piece and there's 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 more that'll come to that there's there's a lot of stuff on the list there but uh, uh and then there's also the billing side so we built out uh I think it was about 2 years ago we 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 moved away from like uh soap notes and clinical notes being one to one with receipts um you know like one one actually one major difference that at least that I believe to be true compared to to other other products or other solutions is that all of our pieces can be used independently. So if you only want to use billing or you only want to use charting or you only want to use the calendar, you could use them all independently or, or only two of the three. Um, ideally, if you use all three of them, uh, you know, they work better because everything kind of ties together and there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's less filling in of information because everything is really based on an appointment, right. a starting point, but you could use it independently. Um, but we built out a billing system so that, 
uh, you know, our billing wasn't just tied into a soap note, which originally that's how it was. Um, and, uh, and so now you can create invoices and apply payments to those invoices and patients can have accounts, account credits and mm-hmm. discounts and, mm-hmm. and all the common things that you would expect. You can export all these to, uh, to zero or QuickBooks for importing. Um, we're not an accounting system, but you can do some of the initial uh, requirements of accounting. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, accounts receivables and things like that. So that's kind of the other pillar. Um, so there's like the, the, the scheduling pillar, there's the, there's the billing pillar and then, um, and then there's like your, your documentation and your treatment notes. Uh, so that would be intake forms as well. Um, and, and charting. So, um, and you know, I, I'm on the tech side, so I'm kind of only learning this stuff through experience, but, um, you know, I'm, there's also like subsections of, of clinical notes, like the assessments, like we, we built an, an entire assessments, uh, area of a clinical note, um, that, uh, you know, Nick could probably explain better than I could, but, uh, um, but it's, you know, it's quite granular in the details that you can, that you can track and, um, and, and potentially even, uh, track over time. So objectively. Yeah. So the one thing that, you know, when Ryan said we built up the calendar, um, we had, uh, our old calendar, we had two small little calendars. So, uh, on the, in the sidebar, so you'd be able to see, so today is, um, or we're in the month of August and you'd be able to see August and September. And so people used to, they, they got upset when we removed, we removed the, and, uh, one calendar and we went to just the, the current month and I asked them, I said, what were you using it for? And they said, well, we're counting appointments ahead. And someone said they wanted an appointment four weeks from now or within that four weeks, what do you have in four weeks? They were counting. And so they had the two calendars that became handy. And so because the calendar, the way it's been written now, we can add these little features and the little feature we added was very quick. Is now, now you just, uh, on, on the, when you're, when you're navigating the calendar and you're, going week from week if uh, there's a little drop down and, and it allows you to skip forward three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. So you can quickly skip forward instead of trying to count on a small calendar. So these are the things that we, we listen to people, what they're, what they're using and we find a better way of doing it because I, it's still not this. efficient even if you have two calendars. I love this. We, you know were, what I mean? we were talking earlier about, you know, sometimes people feeling like they need their hands held. You're literally listening to all of us and holding our hands. Like we don't even have to count weeks anymore. You're doing <laughs> that for us. Your next appointment's in four weeks. Cool. Let me just see what that is. I love that. Yeah, but see, but but it, it may seem like it is hand holding, but a little suggestion like that is why are you just uh, just you know probing them and saying why why do you need two calendars? And they're saying well we actually count it, and even counting sometimes you go wait a minute, especially when the months change over. Was it, well, did I count this week already? And so yep. even that's not an efficient way of count of doing it. So there's the, we, we listen to people and, and we get their feedback and we try and find a better way or a solution. And that's often when you know people are having problems. We'll call them and say, "What is what problem are you trying to solve for?" And mm. and sometimes you get a little gem of a, a little tiny feature like that. And, and the calendar, the way it's been written now, is, is allows allows us to add these things very quickly. And the way it was before, it uh, it just wasn't uh, didn't allow for the this uh, fluidness of uh, development. So there's a, there's a lot of things that we have on the horizon. And you know the the next big section that we want to tackle, what we used to be known for, is the soap notes and and that needs a, a major facelift. And, and so that's coming 
probably sometime in the we'll be start working on that sometime in the new year. Uh, there's no dates of when that's potentially going to be released, but that'll be the next section that that gets a, a big overhaul, just like the calendar got a big overhaul. How hard do you guys check out what what the other platforms are doing, or do you guys not even care? You're like, you know what, we're just going to do what we do, and we're not going to pay attention to our competition. Or do you guys like? actively check out what the competition is doing and and if you do that are you ever like fuck what the hell these guys are cheesing our ideas or whatever the case is there's a yes in there i feel um <laughs> yeah so like you definitely have to be aware of your competition i mean strategically we we, we are positioned um you know as a low-cost provider but uh you know seeking to have you know premium features and and that's what we're building towards we believe that um that you don't have to result to a higher ticket price to be able to have uh, you know great software, mm-hmm. um, and and we think it's our duty to be able to achieve that. That's that's our you know our operational excellence of being able to actually achieve that and not have to result to higher ticket prices. Um, and and in saying that, like yeah, so we'll we'll build a feature, and I, I've seen yeah I've seen you know other other products that have pieces of what we have, and and. Mind you, there's there's only so many ways you can do certain things, um, right, right. but there's definitely some uniqueness that uh, that yeah we see once in a while. But I did I don't really pay too much attention to it. Um, it uh, you know it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really bother me. But um, you know everybody's kind of building their own systems for slightly different. Um, you know there's just you know you've got there's platforms out there that are practice management, but more marketing focused or more. Um, more billing focused or accounting focused and, uh, and, uh, they're kind of different flavors, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we definitely stay aware of like, you know, who important competitors are and, and, um, but I mean, it doesn't really change like our, 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 our direction is based on what our users are saying. So, um, you know that's our that's our greatest indicator of the of our roadmap. So yeah, that's what I was going to say they, they, as well. They're pretty I like, vocal, so it keeps it simple. Yeah, I like that you guys uh, like what Nick said. You've got customers already, and you're listening to what their problems are. What do you need to do? Something as simple as he said is I I liked the two calendars because I was counting weeks. Okay. How can we make this easier? And you did it. That's the best way is to listen to what your clients are saying. So yeah, being aware of your competitors makes sense. But at the end of the day, it's the people who are using the platform that you want to make sure you're solving their problems and satisfying their needs. And you guys have said these words, these magical words so many times that make me excited quickly and efficiently. I am always being pulled in 17 different directions. So if everything can just be done quickly and efficiently... Like I joke with Mark that I'm like the the lazy parent. I will always find the quickest and easiest way to do stuff because mm. I've got 20,000 things in a day to do. So if you're telling me that I can get everything done quickly and efficiently, I'm in. That's also just my motto for just running operations throughout the day. The speed is on the day to day. The long mm-hmm. the long game could be your 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 slowdown, but mm-hmm. on the day to day, how fast can you get things done? That's always been what I'm operating on. Yeah, and and um, you know there there are with the with the platform, the more things we add to it, it, it uh, becomes more of a challenge to make sure that everyone understands what the features are to make it to make their lives easier. And so that's a challenge for us as well because. Um, as you add features, people are going, wait a minute, I'm, I'm so confused because there's so much in this platform. And this is what happens when the platform gets larger and larger and larger. And um, so, you know, I do have to, you do have to demo and there, we do have ways to help people. And, uh, you know, we have a ticketing system, we have excellent videos and we have excellent support as well. 
So, uh, you know, if someone needs help, we will call them. We'll demo the software. And oftentimes when I'm demoing the software, people will go $19 a month. Where's What's the catch? And I'm saying there is no catch. And um, because we do have a lot of features in the software does function, you know, really well. So, you know, to make it efficiently, I, I see people using the, the software and they're not using it properly. And so that's also a challenge for us to make sure they are using it properly so they can, you know, reduce some of the time that they're they're charting or billing or whatever. And so there are quick ways of doing these things. And so we do support we do support people. Um, and and um, that's the big thing, too, as well. Our, our customer support is phenomenal. You're answering questions before I ask them, which I love. You know, somebody like me who's been in the industry almost 10 years and always doing pen and paper And there's going to be people listening who have been hesitant to change to online. But like you said, a lot of people now are really feeling the need to switch to using software. So for, you know, the people who are not so tech savvy, the people who are scared of moving online, would you say that it is a pretty user friendly interface? And I mean, you've already answered the question that you've got amazing customer support and you're there to help people. But if somebody were to sign up today is it fairly easy to get started very because we have these we have these videos to help you set up your clinic and it would take probably anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and it's the videos are you can consume them very easily because they're one or two minutes in length so it's not like you're watching a five minute or ten minute video and you have to go back and figure it out we break it down in steps for you and it's one to two minutes you complete that step and then you go to the next video you complete that step and go to the next video so the setup is very easy. And then we have workflow videos, common cases or common use cases that you go through the day. How do I process someone? How do I check someone in? How do I check someone out? How do I, how do, I do billing? So we have the videos to support. And, and then if we don't have the questions, then you give us a call or you put a support ticket in and we'll answer the question. And often I'll be in a, I'll, I'll be helping someone and I'll ask them, what are you trying to do? And then, you know, we'll demo and I'll say, if you did this, this in this way, it'd be a lot easier. And so, So the support goes beyond just answering the question. It's also probing to see what their challenges are and what they're trying to do. So if you use the software appropriately and effectively, it could be a very efficient tool for you to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we recently redesigned our dashboard a few weeks ago. And it includes basically uh, a listing of all these videos that Nick's referring to. And you can quickly skim the thumbnails and it's like embedded into the product. So you don't need to leave to, to watch them. And we've kept them short as well because aside from like, you know, who wants to sit there and watch a 20 minute video over and over again, or, or, you know, you, you might want to only do bits and pieces, but by breaking it up, maybe you're not a multi-location clinic or maybe, um, you know, maybe it's just you, you don't need to manage practitioners or assistants. And so with these videos broken up, you can kind of skip the ones that aren't relevant and just watch what you need. Oftentimes when somebody's getting started, I just say to them, you know, the best thing to do, because they'll have common questions. Um, the best thing to do is, is, is literally just make a coffee, you know, watch those videos. And, and, and as you're watching them, take notes of things they're not covering that you need to know the answer to. And then let's have another call. And then, um, and then like, you know, all the standard stuff is, is answered and then would just answer the few edge case questions. And it's also a lot easier to watch a video than, 
than uh, you know than just speaking over the phone. So uh, mind you, we do do screen shares as well. You speak my language like so much. Do you, do either of you cook? <laughs> I know I this is exactly. so yeah, yeah, we both do. Okay, so do you ever look up a recipe online and you have to get through the person's um, <laughs> seven page life story before actually getting to the recipe? Yeah. I'm a bullet point kind of person. So you're speaking my language with these one or two minute videos because if I want to figure out how to do something, I just want the bullet points. Like I'm, I'm a fairly quick learner. Just tell me what I need to do. I don't need the whole backstory. I don't need all the information that doesn't apply to me. And yeah, I mean, make a coffee, sit down and watch a few two minute videos. I'm in. That speaks to me. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one who just wants to get the information and start using it and get going. So I think I they love had that. you at coffee. Actually. They did. They had me at coffee. I'm drinking coffee right now. It's all I do. <laughs> are you? What kind of coffee are you drinking? Oh, my sister brought me a McDonald's coffee when she showed up to watch my oh. kids this morning. So I am drinking a McDonald's okay. coffee right now. Isn't McDonald's supposed to have like one of the best coffees though? I do like it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. I don't know. I'm not a coffee drinker. I don't know anything about it, but I've heard that of, of all the places to get coffee, McDonald's is supposed to be like one of the best. I don't know. Let's let the guys weigh in. What kind of coffee are you guys drinking this morning? I, I made an Americano for my wife, and I so I, I didn't have I haven't had anything yet. What? How are you uh, even functioning and talking to me? Oh, <laughs> I do like Americanos and lattes. I just like all the coffee. Mark doesn't drink coffee or eat it. tacos. Like it. he's some kind of alien. I don't understand him. No, no tacos. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's so much wrong with me, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are just making it known now. Thanks a lot. No coffee and no tacos. I told him last night I'm the only person that would put up with him. (laughs) You're lucky to have me. (laughs) Thanks. So what else do we need to know about this platform? Like, I want to get the information out to people because I do know there's a lot of therapists now post-COVID who are trying to make a change. Oh, that was the question I wanted to ask you. How easy is it if you've been pen and paper so long? I've seen a lot of discussion on Facebooks about how easy it is to actually transfer your files into an online system. Can you guys speak about that a bit? Yeah, what what I, and Mick, I'll I'll, I'll answer this one, but... um... What I often say to people is, uh, first off, if you have a list of your patients in like a spreadsheet form, even just their names and, co- and, and like emails, um, we have a tool for importing. So you can import at least to get their at least to get a blank file created for them in the system. And if you use online booking, um, you can actually bulk invite all of them at once as users in your um, in your clinic. So then they don't have to create accounts for online booking. Um, so like that's like kind of just getting the skeleton in there um, and it can be done in like under five minutes. So you'll have all your patients in and, and all of them invited and all of them have user accounts within five minutes. I love um, it. So that's pretty quick. As for the notes, um, we do do like migration support and we do help with getting um, in, information, you know, imported in. Um, but from paper, um, while you could scan and, and upload them in, uh, we often just say, you know what? draw a line in the sand previous to X date it's in this filing cabinet or it's still on paper. And after that date, it's in Notero and each year you get to, you know, you get to toss uh, or, or destroy and, and discard a year's worth of, um, of, of, of documents that you no longer are required to keep, but you're not adding to it. And eventually they'll just get phased out. That's, uh, that's probably the easiest way to do it. And that's, that's usually what I recommend. And yeah. Nick, I don't know if you are suggesting different things, but that's what I usually say. You no, know, yeah. I mean, that definitely is one way. 
The other way is if they have a, if you do have a list, an email list, and you can send out a bulk email, you could send out a, a, um, an intake form link. And once uh, they complete the intake form, once they click on the intake form link and complete the intake form, it also puts them into the clinic uh, immediately. So once they complete that, so that's also another way uh, to get people into the clinic very quickly. But you would need a list. So if it's paper, you still have to compile a list and you need emails that way. So that's another way of getting people quickly into your into your clinic. I'm good. I have a list. I have an email list. I have a spreadsheet. So no matter what, I am good. And I mean, I, I would have done exactly what Ryan suggested. I wouldn't be trying to upload their entire files. And it would just be, you know, from, like you said, draw a line in the sand from this date. I'm not trying to go back like 10 years. No, thanks. Right. <laughs> you got your file cabinet in yeah, there already. The file cabinet can stay, but going forward, everything is going to be online and that's fine. Easy to use across uh, mobile devices, tablets as well? Yeah. So um, the way we've built Notero, it's uh, it's compatible on yeah, touch devices, whether it's a phone or a tablet, um, and then desktops and laptops. As well, it's installable um, as an app on iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and Chromebooks. Um, so you wouldn't be downloading this from any of the stores. It's installed right from the website. Um, so it's a, it's a progressive, progressive web app. So it, um, operates like an app, uh, but essentially it's, it's running it inside of, uh, uh inside of a embedded browser. So, uh, but what that means is you can install it to your, your homepage of your screen. You can move it around just like every other app. Um, and as well, there's more and more features that are coming out for progressive web apps that will, uh, that will shrink that gap between a web application and a native app, which is something you download from the Apple Store. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of you either go end up you end up going one way or the other as far as that's concerned. And we chose to go progressive web app, um, and uh, you know, it's another one of our beliefs that uh, you know we don't believe that that it's necessary to have to go the direction of building and supporting a native app um when when the functionality can be achieved uh within a progressive web app. And the rest of us don't know the difference anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some people it's some yeah, some people have, you know, have no idea that it is uh it's it's architecturally is different, but yeah. Well, that's awesome. Can we can we talk about the name again? I mean, I know that you gave the history of, you know, why Soap Vault was called Soap Vault and where Notero came from. But when and why did the decision to change the name come about? Um, I, I can't remember exactly, Ryan, but I, I know for years I um, I was getting tired of the name. I was getting tired of the branding and the colors. And so um, I, I don't don't remember the exact time of when we said let's look or who pushed it or anything. But I, I know I was I was getting pretty anxious about uh, getting this rebranded and so then we went to a, a company in Hamilton and they helped us with the rebranding process they took us through a, a few exercises and we we settled on a name and a brand and and it took us a while to to roll out but I don't remember the exact reason or I, I don't have a recall of that yeah like for me we were like we were pigeonholed into soap soap vault right and so we were pigeonholed sorry into soap notes um it was too literal it was uh it didn't represent like our, our offerings anymore. Um, and, and I don't think that you necessarily, unless you have a really long name, want to say that you're a billing, scheduling, charting intake form system in your name. But, uh, so Notero is more playful and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, but it's still, it's still played back to our original, you know, original notes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 
like like the the quality that like anybody that's used our system even in the last 12 months um would notice a significant uh improvement in in what we're building um the the expectation of quality is um is just you know we're we're constantly you know pushing it higher and higher so um with the Notero rebrand and everything like that was uh th- that was something that um you know that's the calendar for example the older calendar which was uh you know, which was challenging to use. Um, it's just something that just never existed with Notero and it was not something that we ever wanted to, which is why that actually came up before the brand. Um, but yeah, Notero represents, you know, a more holistic approach to solving the, uh, the clinic management, uh, you know, needs and, uh, and, and at a higher level of quality without, uh, Again, without having to uh, to charge an arm and a leg for it. So, so this is your full time gigs now for both of you, yes? Or do you other you guys have other no side hustles? Is it Notero is your life? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I just wanted to say side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, there's no there's no stopping point or endpoint in sight for you guys now, right? Like you're just going to keep building this and keep improving it and keep listening to all of us and what we want. That's right. That's, that's, that's where we see right now. Anyways, that's, that's, that's as far as I can see anyways. So well, who is it? That's was it Nick that said you're, you're looking at what Lake Huron, is that where you said you are? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not a hard life for you right now. eh? Like this is a pretty good, pretty good business you're in. (laughs) Actually, to be honest, um, since COVID and and since, because we haven't been back to the office, Everyone's still working remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, and since that's happened, our average days for both Ryan and I have been nine to 10 hours in, every day. Wow. And, and it's usually grabbing a handful of, of nuts at lunchtime or something like that. Um, it's actually created more work than when, when we're in the office. So mm-hmm. um, and that's just because we're pushing ourselves to uh, keep improving the product at a, at a really high pace. So that's part of it. But COVID has, has added, and it's not because we're working remotely. It's just, we just have way more work. So I haven't actually had a chance to enjoy any of the summer or either as Ryan. I understand you guys so much. We have not had a vacation period. Like during COVID, we were doing what you guys were doing and trying to find ways to pivot and adapt our continuing education business to make sure that we could stay relevant and still offer education to people. And I think Mark is at the point now where he's working seven days a week, minimum 10 hour days. It's uh, it's a lot. So we haven't had much of a summer. We're looking at possibly taking two days in a row off. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly it might or might not happen. Yeah, the pivoting kind of sucks sometimes. I mean, it's exciting the new stuff that comes out of it. But just to make that new stuff happen. Holy shit. It's such a big deal. It's like even even adapting our our in-class courses to like a live stream. Like I would have thought a live stream would have been way easier on me to do than than instructing an in-class course. No way. It's way freaking harder. And all I'm doing is staring at a computer screen, talking to a computer screen. And I'm like, why is this more difficult? But it's presenting as a lot more difficult. I don't know, man. It's a, it's been a weird go for us, but I'm enjoying the process. That's for sure. Yeah, there there's definitely challenges. Um we're working online and we, we actually, we even talked about that as well to try and give, you know, our, our customers something. And, and we actually talked about doing some online stuff, some online courses just for free for people because they, were, they weren't doing anything at home. They weren't working. So they might as well be taking some con ed and uh, we just, but things got busy and just, there was just never any time in the day to, to do it unless you did that three o'clock in the morning. Right. 
Yeah, so which ends just, up being what not- we do. <laughs> we end up doing uh, coursework, at, or I say we, I'm I'm lying, I'm sleeping, Mark is doing coursework, and sometimes I open one eye and say, are you still awake? <laughs> but it is, yeah, it is, COVID has presented so many challenges, and so, um, and I know both Ryan and I, we, have, we haven't had really any time off since since COVID has hit. We haven't had time off this year at all. Do you guys think you might keep the remote work situation going, even even uh, into the new year or like, are you guys planning? Are you looking forward to going back to the office? Or are you enjoying like being at home and working from home? Uh, I, I've said this to Ryan. I can't see us going back to work because just the, the, you know, the obligations that we'd have at the office in terms of the cleaning the office and disinfecting. And I don't know if you have to wear, if it's required you have to wear masks and, and it's just, it's another layer that we don't really need and we're able to do this efficiently at home. So, um, until something happens with COVID, I, I can't see us jumping back into the office. We have one guy back at the office. He, he does work, but he's the only one who goes into the office. Um, it, just, it just presents too many challenges. Uh, being in an office, but you can't open windows. So, I mean, there's air that's being recirculated, and we know that's not the best environment to be in as well. So, I don't know. We're not rushing back anytime soon. How about that? Do what? Do one of you have a bird? <laughs> Oh my god! I, I, there's a window open. Sorry, there's a no, window no, no, no. It's okay. I was giggling while you were talking about you know we're talking about work from home. I'm like, this is perfect. We can hear a bird chirping in the background. <laughs> I, I'm in a room, and if I if I shut the windows, I'm gonna it's gonna be really hot. It's a, it's you a, don't need to close the windows. That's okay. It's a blue jay. Okay. Well, oh. it's, a, it's, a blue, it's a blue jay, and they have a number of different calls. Believe it or not, and that's they, they sound some sometimes like a almost like a crow, but. They're they're loud and and noisy. So if you don't feed them, they start getting angry. <laughs> you better feed your blue jay. You guys are working round the clock. It's you know, COVID has obviously given you a lot of new challenges. And a couple of times you have brought up, you know, people asking you how do you manage to keep the cost so low? And you know, a couple of times you've talked about making that your mission is offering really quality software, but at an affordable price. So. Has that been a challenge for you or do you like, how are you guys managing to still keep it so affordable for all of us? Um, I mean, part of it is, is, you know, our ability to develop with a high degree of efficiency and, and, and like just development excellence in general. Um, you know, we also have, we have, we have a lot of, of great customers that support us and subscribe and, uh, you know, allow us to, to keep building, um, Another big piece of it is uh, is our is our infrastructure. So depending on how um, how you build out your underlying infrastructure, but I mean, Notero needs servers and databases and all different things to function. Um, well, our infrastructure it, it actually grows and shrinks by the minute throughout the day. So um, our throughput and the number of people using the system um, fluctuates. It goes up and down, up and down, very consistently. And uh, as a result, our actual technical infrastructure grows and shrinks throughout the day based on what's required. And as a result of that, um, we only have to pay for the the, the, the uh, computing and database consumption that we use at that moment in time, which means there's a whole bunch of avoided costs mm. um, of over-provisioning your IT infrastructure. Because in addition to just over-provisioning it, you also have to provision for growth. And it takes time to add to your to your infrastructure, so you have to provision for like ten times your your max, uh, you know, midday throughput. Um, so, so you're constantly overpaying um, if you're if you're if you're running that way. So we've been able to like really 
optimize that. And we have a really intelligent and, and uh, you know, and, and, and sophisticated, but very, uh, you know, clever way of, of being able to do that, which, which allows us to keep our costs down. That's amazing. I only understood about 60% of that. So you guys definitely <laughs> have a very intelligent infrastructure because I couldn't even keep up. I love it. <laughs> Anything else you want to know, Mark? Yeah, I want to know, do you guys ever get to the point where you guys hate each other? Or is it always love and sunshine? Because every time I talk to you guys, it sounds like there's love and sunshine going on. Are there moments where you're like, God, fucking damn it, Nick. Damn it, Ryan. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, well, I'm happy we're not when, the when I forget how something works. <laughs> <laughs> I forget how something works. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I thought I was supposed to know that. But uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I mean we're... I, I, I kind of find that we're kind of similar. So we, uh, you know, we tend to work through the challenges in a similar way and it seems to work out, but mm, nice. yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any been tough situations. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, cause we're both straightforward and respectful. And so if we have a problem, we'll, we'll, we'll say it and, and deal with it. Um, so it's, it's not that difficult. And, you're really not face to face, so you're not getting sick of looking at each other, <laughs> right? So you, you you've eliminated that being. So there's a benefit of COVID, right? So, but it's also a downside because there's there's the part of it is it's great to be in an office with a whole bunch of people and face to face, other than electronically, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the the other challenge. It would be nice to go back and and actually see people and talk to people face to face again. And not through a mask. So that that's what I'm looking forward to. So do we we don't have so far we haven't had any challenges. Um because um Ryan handles mainly the technical and I handle the industry stuff and we understand where our limitations and our strengths are and um and, and basically that's I, I think we just feed off feed off of that. So it's not like we're we're not really stepping on each other's toes. Right, right. We right. understand what our you know what we can do and what we can't do. Do you ever go to Ryan with an idea and Ryan's like, "Listen, man, that's not just possible. That can't happen." We both we both did, we both did the same thing. So he'll come up with it, and I'll come up with an idea, and uh, he'll. There might be a, a technical reason why we can't do it, or he, or he may have an opinion that he doesn't think it's a good idea, and it happens happens both ways. And that happens that happens not all the time, but it does happen that we just we either or we shelve it. So there'll be a great idea, and um, we'll just say, well, we'll put it on our like our ideas backlog is over 300 right now, over 300 ideas. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, that's why I'm saying there is there is no light at the end of the tunnel. There is definitely no light. I mean, some some days it feels like you haven't even entered the tunnel. <laughs> it's true though, yeah. So because because what happens is you just keep piling on, and and uh, you know that's also a task. So the, the, actually, the biggest challenge is is it just is time. There's not. Any- there's not enough hours in the day. And so if someone could solve that problem, uh, somehow putting more hours in the day, that's, that's our biggest challenge is that there's not enough hours in the day, uh, to get through these things. But you have to just prioritize what your work is and realizing what you're doing is, is not heart surgery. And so, um, you know, what people seem to think as is critical, it's not always critical. And the other thing that was really interesting during COVID, and I, I know I'm rambling a bit, but, is that people were, there was a heightened level of stress. And so I, I would get a lot of support calls and tickets from people. And they were, you could you read it in the ticket. And then when you'd call them, they'd apologize. And they'd say, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just so stressed out right now. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of stress. And so, and you could just see it in the language that they were using within tickets. But they weren't, you know, they weren't swearing or being abusive. But you could see they're being curt and prompt and, and you're going, wow, there is, there was a lot, and there still is a lot of stress 
there's a lot of unknowns. And so that unknown caused a lot of anxiety within the community. Yeah, it was a lot. We were getting it as well. And we've mentioned it on other episodes, we were getting emails that were not so friendly, again, not being abusive, not swearing at us, but not so friendly, impatient, you know, because everybody just wanted to, everyone was looking to anybody else for answers, right? And unfortunately, none of us had them, nor do we have them now. There's still so much uncertainty. We don't know what's going on. Everybody's just doing what they can and trying to do the best with the information we have, right? Exactly. COVID. Oh, boy. Well, I'm glad that uh, you guys made it through. I'm glad that you have updated the platform and made all the changes. And um, in the coming months, is there anything else we can expect? Or is it just, you know, these 300 ideas that exist are going to be slowly coming to life as needed? There's a, there's a lot of things coming. Um, we're going to add a lot of features to the, the calendar in the upcoming months. Um, we, we promised group bookings and uh, double bookings and things like that to the calendar. So we're going to be working on that. Custom intake questions is another big area that we're um, going to tackle because we do have intake questions. You can't customize them right now, but there's limitations to that. And so that's that's coming sooner than later. And then we're also working, currently we're working on a, a pretty big update to the insurance section as well mm-hmm. so people can uh, build properly. So uh, this is, again, this is just one of those things that people ask and are, you know, it'd be really helpful because there's a lot of clinics that do insurance billing or direct billing. And so right. it's just something that we need to do. And and in the States, it's also probably bigger in the States than it is in, in Canada. So those are the, those are the biggies. And then there's a, there's a whole bunch of other features that are on our roadmap further down for 2020. Like I said, there's a, a lot of exciting times, a lot of exciting things coming up nice. for Notero. Last time we were speaking, we, we kind of brought up the RMTAO and um, how you guys had approached them when you were so vault about having a discount for their members and they weren't down with it because they they said they had something going on with a, with another company already. Now with a new executive director, have you guys... Have you guys made a stab at that again, or that's just that's something that you have no interest in anymore? No, we haven't reached out yet uh, to them. Again, just because we're busy, not because we're, we're we would welcome any sort of you know dialogue with them at all if they're interested. Um, it's funny because we're like as I said to you last time, we're an Ontario-based company, and uh, we have discounts with a lot of the provinces. We have discounts in the states, mm-hmm. and we have discounts abroad as well, and right here in our own province. Uh, we don't have a discount program for the massage therapist, which is kind of kind of strange. Yeah, it's so weird. But no, we we would still welcome any sort of conversation with them. We just haven't reached out. Just it was a, it's been a timing issue, really. Nothing more than that. Right, right, right. And I got a question for Ryan because I uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff on Facebook, so I see a lot of stuff. You know, people asking questions about practice management software, and I see Ryan jumping in really fast to discuss what you guys do. Ryan, how do you do that, man? Do you just set aside some time of the day and just like cruise Facebook? Like, how do you, like, what do you do on that? Because that's what I do, right? Uh, because I'm always looking for someone asking a question like, oh, is there a continuing education course on this, on that, on this? And so I'm always looking through the different groups so I can just kind of, you know, you know, put it out there to, if you have any questions, this is what we have going on. Do you do the same thing? Is that is that what you do? Set some time aside and just cruise Facebook? So uh, yeah, I used to have some saved searches that just searched on topics that I thought were uh, relevant to to you know to chime in on but yeah. um facebook's actually changed uh, the way their search works so it's not possible to do that anymore so right. you probably won't see me doing it as much anymore but um yeah i mean i wouldn't like if if there was a, if there is a, a relevant question then you know i'll throw our option in there um 
uh, you know, but uh, otherwise, I also find I don't really need to do it very much anymore because Your people it seems like our you. users are supporting us. Yeah. They are, yeah. So and the other thing is, is like we we're happy to 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 give people free access to to Notero by sharing their referral code. So I mean, every clinic and every practitioner has the ability to share the referral code, and if they do that, and the and the clinic that signs up uh, signs up for an account, then they'll get a free month. The clinic that signed up as a result of the, the referral code would get double the trial. So it's kind of got a bit of embedded benefit there for both parties. Um, so, you know, we see people sharing their referral codes and we're happy to, uh, you know, to thank them and, uh, uh, you know, for, for, you know, keeping us out there as an option. I mean, that's the other thing is if, another, another reason why our costs are what they are is because you won't find very many ads for Notero. Um, online, uh, and that's because we would rather focus our resources into making a better product than just essentially renting attention mm-hmm. um, by buying ads. So, I mean, it's still a part of a marketing uh, endeavor is you do need to, to have advertising, but um, and and not to say we have zero, but um, you know, we'd rather focus we'd rather focus our effort on building a better product and uh, and let the product speak for itself. Yeah. Exactly. And and the users, you know, the more the users can support us, then the more we can support them in building more features. So. Right on. All right. Well, for anybody listening who either has not signed up for a platform or maybe wants to switch platforms, what's or, the new or website? Or, or yeah, try, try it out because you guys offer free trial, right? So what's the website for anybody who wants to sign up? It's, it's notero.com, N-O-T-E-R-R-O.com. And yeah, you can just sign up for a trial. Um, and if you are coming from another platform, a lot of them have different, various different exports. Um, we move the data for you. So, um, or we do, we move it with you. So we allow you to get your appointments moved over and your patients and things like that. And there's no cost for that. Amazing. Well, I really love what you guys are doing. Thanks again for coming and talking to us again. And I'm just happy I got to be involved this time because I've been saying for over a year that I need to sign up for practice management software and it's finally time. So maybe I'll do that today. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Cool. Anything else you want to ask Ryan and Nick while we got them here? No, man. I just, uh, when you guys are back in the office, please let me know. I want to come hang out on the couch. I'll, I will I will restock the fridge with the one beer, I promise. <laughs> and I'll bring non-stale coffee. <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.